Greetings to you and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today as we spend this time together. Thank you for investing in this podcast. Thank you for investing in the work that we're doing together. It's truly a joy to be part of your life, to be part of your journey, to be part of what we're trying to do together. We are all striving together to be better today than we were yesterday. That's the whole point of this journey. That's the whole point of our life is to strive to be better than we were yesterday. To find these places where we can make incremental changes that sets a new path for us into the future. Now, this is not an expectation to blame or judge or criticize where we are right now. There's no need for that. We are uh, benefiting from our growth, but there's no need to attack or assault or question where we are. It's where we are. Whether it's positive or negative is kind of secondary. This is where we are. So getting from where we are to someplace else is really important. And that's how we make those incremental changes. That's how we make those incremental differences. So welcome to those incremental differences. I hope this podcast offers you at least a glimpse into some possibilities about these incremental differences that we can make in our lives. So if you connected with us through social media, if you connected through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, please share it out there. Get it out there so that others can experience it. We're not alone on these journeys. We're not alone trying to better our lives. There's always others out there that are also striving to be better, striving to do better. And uh, so whenever we can share information, get it out there, then let's do that. Let's share it through social media, share it on your feeds, direct message it, email it, whatever you have to do. And if you're listening on one of the platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, please follow us and give us a rating and review. Uh, every positive rating and review that we get, then it tells the platform that, that people are listening. And as people are listening, then the platform decides to share it with others. Uh, so when someone else is looking for something, then maybe they, uh, you know, the platform will push it towards this podcast, which is really what we want. We want to get this podcast out there for as many people to listen to as possible. So if you're listening to this on one of the platforms, please follow us and give us a positive rating and review so that others will find us. And if you want to communicate with me, you want to do some coaching, you want to do some work, then reach out to me through the website, gracelifecoaching.com is uh, our website and uh, it's got all my contact information on it so you can email me or connect with me uh, via text or what have you and uh, I'll get back to you and, and we can see where we go if you got a podcast episode or like I said if you want to do some coaching or have a conversation you got comments I'd love to hear from you I'd love to know where you're at and know what's going on so I want to talk to you today about overthinking overthinking now this is a huge thing this is a huge, huge, huge issue for a lot of people, overthinking. And overthinking uh, is something that, that we all strive to deal with. It's something that we all have to face. Uh, but overthinking is something that can be crippling. It can be crippling for, uh, for people. Uh, and so I want to talk a little bit about it today. I want to talk about this idea of overthinking. So first off, let's talk a little bit about where overthinking comes from and what drives it. Now, there's so many different possibilities. There's so many different areas that can can be associated with overthinking. Uh, overthinking itself is not a mental illness. It is not something that um, that that we would term as a mental illness. It's not, but it's associated with other conditions like 
depression, anxiety, eating disorders, substance abuse. Uh, and this comes uh, from a number of different um, health and wellness uh, places. Uh, rumination can be common in people who have chronic pain, chronic illness, um, uh, taking the form of negative thoughts about pain and, and healing from it. Uh, overthinking is can be caused by fear and tolerance to uncertainty, trauma, perfectionism, um, a symptom of of, of of many different things, uh, social anxiety, uh, anxiety disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, depression. So, so, you know, when you look for it, when you look for why do people overthink or what causes overthinking, it, it kind of stems back around to uh, a, a lot of the a lot of imbalances. Um, whether it is a mental imbalance, a substance abuse imbalance, or maybe a, a growing up trauma or an individual trauma, a relational trauma, is, is what drives um, overthinking. Uh, and what drives overthinking that can become crippling. And, and I think we all in life, we all tend to overthink things. Uh, but for a lot of people, overthinking can become a crippling notion. And that's really where uh, we, we want to, uh, you know, confront is this, this spiral into this overthinking process that can become almost thinking paralysis. Now, there's an abundance of research out there. There really is uh, from from top medical and psychological and therapeutic facilities to uh, to, to other streams. So so there's a bunch of stuff out there. Um, I want to touch on just kind of of some of the overall things and some of the pathways. And maybe this maybe this is something that, that resonates with you. Maybe this is something that says, hmm, maybe I need to dig into this a little bit more. Remember, this is not a clinical podcast. Um, I'm not saying anything here that I'm not trying to diagnose anything, but as I'm bringing things forward, perhaps maybe it's going to touch on something that, that, that maybe always has been there, but now I'm just kind of putting words to something that exists and maybe it's time to look into it and, and dig a little deeper. I've said before, I'm a big fan of talk therapy. I think talk therapy is one of the greatest things that we can invest ourselves in. So, um, if in the midst of this podcast, you find that hmm, maybe this is touching a nerve, then I would definitely encourage you to um, explore it further, uh, if you will. So this came from an article back in April of 2021. Katie McCallum uh, writes, and this is posted up on, on Houston Methodist uh, uh, Medical, Houston Methodist Hospitals, which is uh, down in, in Texas, obviously, Houston. Uh, it is a medical facility, uh, leading academic medical, medical center in the Texas Medical uh, Center and six community hospitals serving the greater Houston area. So that, that's who this is. Um, it's, a, it's an academic institute. It's a teaching hospital. Uh, so that's where I'm, I'm pulling this information. But all, all the information I've seen is really very similar, maybe different wording. Um, but, you know, we all get, and so it says, we all get too deep in our heads about things. And we found, we've all found ourselves stuck in the never-ending spiral of what-ifs. Uh, that come and go with life. What if I can't actually afford this? What if they don't like me, et cetera, et cetera. They're important questions for sure. Um, but there's a difference between thinking the right amount and overthinking. Um, and, and, and how do we know if we're overthinking? That's the big question. The first thing to realize about overthinking is that it can feel an awful lot like problem solving, but the two are definitely distinct. Problem solving is when you ask questions with the intent of finding an answer or enacting a solution. 
Okay. Um, overthinking, on the other hand, is when you dwell on possibilities and pitfalls without any real intent of solving a problem. In fact, a problem or potential problem may not even actually exist. And that's the thing about overthinking. Overthinking can, can create what really isn't there. Or can turn, as we've heard, you know, a, a, you know, a mountain from a molehill. Um, you know, so, so what can be little, we can overthink into something big. Uh, self-reflection is important. Uh, and it's, and it's really, it's really helps us to gain new perspective, but obsession, uh, is not self-reflection. And that's the difference. And, and we need to find the nuance of that difference between self-reflection and obsession. Um, and how do we do that? You know, how do we discern what overthinking looks like well some of the things that some of the signs that that you might uh want to include in your over in in defining overthinking uh is um dwelling on past events or situations okay now we all have a past and we all have past energy and um and and that past can rear its ugly head of course and it can rear its beautiful head too Um, but when we dwell there when our life is is dwelling in the past um only in the past we can't reflect into the past from the present and say okay this is where i am but that's where i was okay Uh, one of the things i talk about a lot in meditation is that our past has an energy and that energy wants to draw us back and and one of the keys of finding mindfulness and balance is to understand our past but not live in the past energy not live in the energy of the events of the past. Um, you know, if you were in my office, I have a, I have a portrait of my grandfather on the wall, uh, my, my maternal grandfather, a very important man in my life. And, um, and, and he died when I was young. He died when I was young. He died when I was 11. And it, and it saddens me because I think he would have really loved my wife and my daughter and, you know, what do I do for a living? And, and he never got to see all of that. And that saddens me. And it saddens me that I lost him so young. And there are times where that sadness, you know, really kind of, kind of washes over me. But I understand not only the pattern of death, but I also understand the movement of life. And so I'm not dwelling um, in that situation, I'm not dwelling in that sadness. Um, I can acknowledge that sadness, but I'm not dwelling in it. I see, see kind of the difference there. Uh, second guessing decisions you've made. We, we can all do that a little bit, but, but kind of like that dwelling in that replaying your mistakes in your mind. Okay. This is all overthinking, rehashing, challenging, or uncomfortable conversations. What could I have said differently? What could I have done differently? Um, rather than it concluding and saying, you know what, that was done and, and I have to face the consequences of it being done, going back and reliving it and rehaving the conversation and rehaving over and over and over. Um, again, we can self-evaluation and self-reflection means we can look back at things and say, okay, let's take a few minutes to dwell on that and see how could I have done it differently in case I face it again. Um, but that's looking for a conclusion. Remember I said, problem solving is when you ask questions with the intent of finding an answer. So looking back at a past situation, saying, hmm, how could I have done that better? Okay, now I see that. Maybe I'll take some notes and move on. Other, rather than just like, oh, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I did it bad. And just dwelling there and, and living there, kind of in that emotional eddy where you swirl around and around and around. And, and that's, that's not helpful. That's not helpful for, um, for anybody. It's not helpful for you. It's not helpful for anybody else. 
So understanding that, realizing that, and and being able to acknowledge it. Uh, Fixation on things you can't control, change or improve. You know, remember we talked a couple of sessions ago about um, the three types of business. My business, your business, and the universe's business or God's business. Well, overthinking is fixating on those things that you can't control, that you can't change, um, that you that that are that you can't improve on. You know, whether it rains or not, the weather. You, you can't. You, you don't overthink it. You can't do anything about the weather, so prepare for it and move on. Um, that's that's uh, you know that's that's a fixation on things you can't control. Um, imagining the worst case scenario or outcome. So having a situation before you and, and kind of generating the worst possible scenario, uh, the worst possible thing that could happen. Now, I know for some people, that's how they, that's how they live because they've had to. Uh, again, and that's part of that reality of maybe it's time to start unpacking some things because, you, you know, you, can, you, can, uh, you don't have to live like that. And if you have to still live like that, then maybe there's some other questions that have to be asked and some other things that have to be confronted so, uh, so, you know, imagining the worst case scenarios, uh, following your worries, uh, out to the present moment and into an unchangeable past or an unforeseeable future. So, you know, taking the moment that you're in and, and either extrapolating them out or pressing them back and, and finding the finality, can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. You know, uh, I can't do anything to change that. So I don't really care. Well, you know, that's, that, that's not. That's not the case. You can change anything. It's some things we just don't want to change, or it's really it's really hard to change. Um, so another one is uh, running your list while you fall asleep at night. Like, what do I have to do tomorrow, or what did I do today? Um, you know, did I do everything today? You know, rather than finding peace and balance in the moment and and being able to breathe into sleep, but always running the list over back and forth and back and forth. Okay, question, but never making a decision or taking action. So that's another thing. I got to do this, but what if it, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, those are, those are some of the common signs of overthinking. And now I'm sure that there are plenty more that can be added, but, but they really kind of encompass a lot of, of what overthinking can look like. Okay. So maybe, maybe some of those things have uh, touched on you. Maybe they've touched on you. So, I mean, what can they cause? I mean, you know, there's definitely physical symptoms, uh, anxiety and depression. They can come with physical symptoms, fatigue, headache, nausea, difficulty concentrating, trouble sleeping, change in appetites, all those things. I mean, when we overthink things, we can, we can really draw that physical dwelling into our bodies. And that overthinking can then really alter our physical state. And we don't want to do that. We want to, you know, again, we're trying to, to bring our physical state into a better, not, not a worse. So, so what do we do when overthinking hits? What, what are some of the things that we can do? So, so there's some things that I'll give to you. They're, they're, they're pretty basic. Uh, and hopefully they're helpful in this. And if you're finding that you want more information, then I definitely would encourage you to Google how to stop overthinking. Uh, you know, but but again, and so this is from Houston Methodist um, Hospitals. So the first thing is don't sweat the small stuff. You already know this, but but I mean, obviously, but but that's what happens. Um, you know, when we overthink, we sweat the small stuff. Look, we make thousands of decisions every day um, and and the majority of them we just do every day. You know, I make the decision every day, twice a day to brush my teeth. All right. I don't even think about that. It's just, I just do it. All right. I make the decision every day to put my shoes on. I don't even think about it. I just think about what shoes I'm going to wear. But once I figure out what shoes I'm wearing, I sit down and put them on. All right. So, so we do this. It doesn't take a whole lot of brain power to identify the decisions that warrant careful analysis, 
Look at your priorities and know what's truly meaningful to you. Okay. Know who matters, know what matters and focus your energy on that. Okay. Let me give you an example. So, you know, you're at the grocery store and you check out and, you know, and I've done this, I've been not paying attention or what have you. And I haven't been as polite as possible to the, the checkout person. Well, I apologize and move on. That's it. Okay. I don't need to spend two hours rehashing, you know, sweating that small detail. They probably don't even remember. Um, but don't sweat the small stuff. Consider your priorities and know what is truly meaningful to you and then dwell on them. Determine when it's okay to embrace your, your, your inquisitive nature, your perfectionist nature, or your better nature, um, and require what really doesn't need anything. You know, when, when we can look at the bigger picture and understand the bigger things, then the small stuff, it really doesn't matter that much um it it doesn't require that much information that much energy so don't sweat the small stuff overthinking usually focuses on the minutiae step away from the minutiae and focus more on the bigger picture the bigger work okay combine critical thinking with instinct all right so we as humans we are very instinctual as people we have a gut and and over the years we've we've stopped trusting our gut uh, our gut but um, we have an instinct and so we have critical thinking and we can critically think we can make decisions uh, but then we also have our gut instinct so combining the two of them and allowing both our head and our gut to play into it because if we just use our critical thinking we can get caught in thought loops that just keep going round and round and round i should have done i should have but your gut saying look you did the right thing or you did okay it's not that big of a deal will you let it go and move on trusting your intuition connected with your critical thinking so combine the two together don't isolate one over another Anymore, don't isolate your critical thinking over your gut. If you lead with your gut, most of the time you're going to be semi-okay, but you're probably going to find some pitfalls. So bring them both together. Work with them together. Work on both your critical thinking and your instinct. And when you have to make a decision, set a decision deadline. Uh, Think about it. Okay, so I'm going to think about it, but there's a point where I'm going to stop thinking about it. I've got to stop thinking about it. At some point, you got to act. Okay. Overthinkers don't want to act. They just want to think, think and think and think and think and think, you know, I need to buy a new car. All right. Well, so I need to think about it because, you know, it's a big financial investment. It's going to change my life. But how much, how long I can't overthink this for days or weeks or months. I've got to make a decision. Either I'm going to buy a new car or not because it's taking a lot of energy. So, so make a deadline for a decision, either make the decision or say, okay, I'm going to take a break. You know what? I can't make a decision on a car, so I'm going to take a break and not think about a car now for the next week, and then I'll come back to it again. So don't allow an open-ended amount of time for a decision. If you're going to make a decision, then set a deadline on making a decision. And most people, you know, most decisions we can make within a moment or so. You know, it's like I'm standing at the ice cream store and I'm looking at the ice cream board and I'm trying to make a decision on what kind of ice cream I want. You, you need to make that decision within like the next 30 or 45 seconds because you got people behind you. You can't spend three days trying to figure out what ice cream you want to buy. Okay. So you need a deadline. And when we're making bigger decisions, maybe the deadline's pushed out a little bit more, but have a deadline. Make a deadline for a decision. And the last thing I want to bring up with you is, is um, and, and again, it's kind of 
kind of connects with the third point, but take action on things you can control. Take action. You know, I, I always say that guilt and worry are the two most useless emotions in the human vocabulary because they do nothing. If you're worried about something, then engage it. Okay? Engage it. If you can affect it, then affect it. If you can't, then you need to let it go. But take action on what you can control um, and let go of things that you can't. Again, going back earlier, we talked about, you know, the three businesses. Well, I can't control the weather. So since I can't control the weather, I'm not going to overthink the weather. I'm not going to think about the weather at all. I'm just going to prepare for the weather and move on. Okay, so if I'm going to a, if I'm going to the park and it's raining, well, then I'm going to wear what I need to wear. You know, I, I, I substitute in a classroom from time to time. And one of the things that they do is they talk about the weather and they talk about a, an animal and they dress the animal and they figure out, you know, what the weather's like outside and where the animal's going to go and then how to dress them. Okay, they, they never question about whether the weather is right or wrong. It doesn't matter. The weather is the weather. You can't control it. So let it go. So do what you can do, control what you can control and let go of what you can't control. And there's balance in that because when we let go of what we can't control, then we don't overthink it. We don't even think about it at all. We can let it go. I don't need to think about the rain. I got my umbrella. I don't need to think about the snow. I got my hat and my gloves and my coat. Okay. I don't need to think about it because I can't control it. So I'm not going to give it the energy. So those are the four steps. You know, those are the four things I want to share. Don't sweat the small stuff. Combine your critical thinking and your instinct. Set a decision deadline and then make a decision or take a break. And then take action on the things that you can control and let go of the things that you can't. You know, when you're taking action, you're actually gaining control. You're doing something that gives you control. And that helps you then to let go of the things that you can't. Hi, my friends. That's what I got for you for today. I hope this is helpful. As always, share us out there. Get us out there so that we can be part of other people's lives. Follow us. Give us a rating and review. And if you want to reach out to me, the website is gracelifecoaching.com. As always, here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.